stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. We know that many Calgarians waited a long time to cast their votes. We appreciated their patience in this important democratic process, and we want to apologize for the wait times and for the technology and reporting delays in the results last evening. We know we have to be better. All right, that today from uh, Calgary's uh, chief solicitor, apologizing for some of the problems yesterday. Uh, so the city maintains that there were enough ballots. Uh, there were some issues getting the ballots to where they were needed because of rush hour traffic late yesterday afternoon. So that's one of the explanations that's been offered here. So it wasn't a case of the city not having enough ballots. Uh, the ballots they get, they send about anywhere from 40 to 60 percent of them to the polling stations. And then when and if a need arises, they get more to those polling stations, those that need them, which is what they did, but uh, took some time transporting them. Uh, Returning Officer Laura Kennedy with the City of Calgary pointed to the fact that electronic voting occurs in Edmonton, and that's likely the recommendation she will make when she reports to council next year. So that may be the change uh, come the next election in four years. All right, 403-974-8255. So, you know, going into the election yesterday, and I had some people asking me, Rob, which way do you think it's going to go? I said, I I really have no idea. I I think it could be a close election. And I suppose it was in many ways. But we saw polls suggesting, well, suggesting different things. Some polls suggesting that uh, Ninchy would be easily reelected. And other polls in particular from Main Street Research, suggesting that challenger Bill Smith was going to cruise to victory, that he had a commanding lead, and that was consistent uh, in a number of polls that Main Street put out. So some questions being asked today, then, why this particular polling firm that had a pretty good track record up until yesterday seemed to get it so wrong. Joining us uh, for some thoughts, uh, Keto Maggie joins us, president of uh, Main Street Research. Keto, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, this is, I, I suppose, somewhat awkward. You, you are quite convinced that, that, that you had this, this pegged. And, uh, you know, I follow you on Twitter. Notice that, you know, last week you were somewhat dismissive of, of those who are questioning your, your numbers. So what, what happened? Oh, I want to be clear about um, that, you know, our, what, what people's criticism of our poll was, uh, saying that IVR as a methodology is fundamentally flawed or flawed in some way. And what I took exception with is those people criticizing it uh, for, for being fundamentally flawed or flawed in some way as a methodology. Remember that this methodology was used right across Alberta yesterday. We called, I think, about 11 cities correctly, including Edmonton, um, and about 30 other smaller races across Alberta. Calgary was not the only jurisdiction that we polled. Um, and yet Calgary was the only one that we got wrong. And um, so, and, and two weeks ago in, in Quebec, there was a by-election in Louis Hebert, same methodology, same, you know, script design, frame design, all, the, all of the things that we normally do and that we employed in, in Calgary, Again, perfectly in a by-election, 
turnout is very volatile, just like in just like in, in a municipal election race. Very very hard to pull by elections. We're one of the only firms that does it anywhere in Canada. We had called two by elections recently in Calgary, Calgary Foothills, Calgary Greenway. We had pulled them both. Other pollsters pulled them. We were the we were the most accurate in both. We had the order correctly. There was nothing telling us that the sample that we were getting that gave us that double-digit lead for, for Bill Smith was flawed in any way. Um, you know, and, and so really that's what I, I took exception with. And yes, we were, as you said, all the polls were bad. We were by far the worst. Um, but But it really says something about Calgary, um, that something really weird happened in in the turnout, in the in in the in the demographics, something that none of the pollsters took into account. Because if Main Street had not polled, and these other two companies were out there with these plus twenty ones for Nenshi and came came in at plus seven, um, I mean they would have been called every name in the book. Yet today, I'm the only one, <laughs> you know. Every pollster out, out there on Twitter is chirping at me. And at least I didn't sit on the sidelines, is, is, is all I'd like to say. Yeah, we are accountable. We're studying an investigation into why this was so catastrophically bad. Um, and I would ask the other pollsters who also failed just as, just as badly or, or at least close um, to also do those investigations to see what happened in Calgary. An online panel poll by Leger was done in Edmonton. It was bang on within 1%. An IVR poll, our poll, was done in Edmonton around the same The field did the exact same day as the last Calgary poll. And, again, it was bang on for all 11 candidates um, to within 1%. How is it that in that city, both modes, both online panel and IVR, got it correct? And in Calgary, something weird and wonky happened, and both the online panel and the IVR both got it bad. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the question we're going to try to answer. Explain what IVR means and, and how you do these polls. So interactive voice response uh, is what IVR stands for. <clears throat> it's a human voice, you know. I, I, I hate it when people call it the demon dialer or the robocall. Or, um, it's not a robot. It's not a demon. It's a human voice that's recorded. It calls and says, hi, we're calling from Main Street Research. We'd like you to participate in the survey. Press 1 if you'd like to, uh, to participate in the survey. And then it asks you a series of questions. We always ask with the voter intention questions first. We screen you for residency. We say, you know, if you're eligible to vote, press 1 to take this survey. And um, and then we collect, you know, does random selection across the, the frame, that's the population, the entire city, um, and it collects responses. And, you know, and then we report on those responses. Now, we don't always get a sample that is representative. It means if we get 25% of that sample of 1,000 people, we only get 250 who say they're 18 to 34 we have to make it that sample representative of the 30, I forget the exact number, 32%. So we adjust, we wait for age and gender to be representative of the uh, actual population. And that's the number that we report. 
nothing super fancy. Um, you know, we only use age and gender to wait. The last sample that had the plus 13 didn't have a lot of adjustment. It was a very flat, very representative sample. We were very, very supremely confident in that number. And, and that's all more, you know, shocking uh, what the actual outcome ended up being. Do you think, Keto, that, that polls affect how people vote? If, if a poll shows that uh, the guy I like is losing, am I more motivated to go vote? Do you think it's possible that maybe to some extent polls showing that Nenshi could lose was some motivation for those who didn't want him to lose? Possibly, um, and I think that's part of. I think that's part of what the the polling error um, that occurred is. You know, uh, until we released our first poll, there hadn't been a poll um, out there. There was quite a bit of outcry over that. I think, you know, ultimately, I don't believe that that polling uh, um, creates winners and losers. And what I mean by that is. If polls really influenced public opinion, then we would have had uh, um, Premier Daniel Smith, Premier Adrian Dix in BC next door, because all the polls, remember, were calling for the Wild Rose win in 2013 and uh, 2012, and the uh, BC NDP win in 2013. And the same thing happened in 2014 in Ontario, where all the polls were calling for Premier Tim Hudak. Mm-hmm. None of those things happened. So I don't believe, like some people, that public opinion research uh, picks winners and losers. It can affect a small sliver of strategic voting. Um, so, and, and, you know, it's very clear what happened. Andre Chabot started at, I think, around 10%, and he dropped in our final poise at 6%. Over the weekend, we had him closer to 3%. That's where he finished. So, uh, he was the victim of that kind of strategic voting that occurred. Probably both the polls pulled people in different directions. So, yeah, it can influence a little bit, but, you know, we don't do public opinion research to influence democracy. We do it to measure what public opinion is right. and report on that. Um, you know, that's that's the bottom line. All right. Well, uh, more at MainStreetResearch.ca. Keto, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. appreciate it. All right. Take care. Uh, That is Keto Maggie, president of Main Street Research. So they're they're looking in the mirror today, admitting that, look, we got it wrong, which clearly they did. All right. 403-974-8255. We can talk more about the polls. We can talk more about the polling yesterday and the polling stations and some of the problems there. Uh, other reflections and thoughts on this election yesterday. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.